Welcome to That Comic Smell Podcast. With your hosts, David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Mike Sadakat, and Tom Stewart. My birthday last week. Can I show off my stuff? Hey, you- Happy birthday! birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday! Oh come on! <laughs> this is two birthdays now. <laughs> I, I just want to show off my my goodies. Yeah, go for it. Hey, come on, please, please. Okay. What do you get? Well, this is this is the one that I told you about, and Nando, you've already got it. You inspired me to ask for it. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> it's beautiful, and it's it's fantastic. <laughs> yes, it's beautiful. It's fantastic. It my, my sister, it's my sister said, "What what do you want?" I said, "Oh well, I I want this." You know, and she kind of went, "Oh well, yeah." He likes that kind of thing, you know. There you go. <laughs> so that was nice. <laughs> this I finally replaced my. I mean, I didn't get rid of it. Don't get the wrong idea. My my 1978 Hulk paperback the beat up one I finally bought hey the masterworks a replacement to read um yeah the masterworks of the first Hulks so I'm finally going to get to see what happens because the last four pages are missing in my paperback with the 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 metal master so I can't remember what happens there I know he's got a big cardboard gun instead of a metal one, and that fools him. This was good. This was just uh, ten pounds online. That's good. It's got it's got the nice cover and everything. Okay, next I got this book that I actually spotted at work in the library, and it's about the making of two thousand and one of Space Odyssey. Oh, nice! Wow. Yeah, and I love that film so I've started reading this already uh, and it's very very good very enjoyable was that Tom Hanks's name at the back of that giving yeah. you an opinion yeah yeah he's saying I like this book me <laughs> yeah he he's a right sci-fi guy though isn't he he's yeah. always I remember Tom Hanks he wanted to get one of the sequels made and he would be in it wow you know, because there's 2001, 2010, and then I think it's 2061. And I think he wanted to get a third one made. Was there so not already um, a, a sequel? Yeah, I, saw, I saw bits of a sequel, but I never I never really got into it. Yeah, the, they made 2010 in 1984, they made it. And, you know, it's, you know, it's enjoyable, but it's got the problem that it's the sequel to the best film ever made sort of thing, you know. <laughs> so that that goes against it. Okay, book number four of five. This won't go on forever, this torture. This one here. The Star <laughs> Wars Archives. Archives. There oh, you are. This came out as a massive book. Uh, for It was about £200. 
and I was always looking at it going, oh, I want that, you know, but £200. And then just recently they brought out this little chunky version of it. It's, it's exactly the same, but it's just shrunk. Everything's <laughs> shrunk. Um, so it's just full of... It just goes from them making the three films, the three seventy, the, the three original films, mm-hmm. and it's loads of photos and insight. Uh, I, I think it's it's a new interview with George Lucas, but you know it's it's difficult more and more to read interviews with him because he just every he's always rewriting his past, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's always read so much that. You know, I, I catch all these little contradictions of things. You know, I mean, we all change and say different things and all that, but it's just relentless with him. Anyway, I'm enjoying this. So I had a quick flick through. And then this is my last one. This was nice. Illustrated <clears throat> illustrated history of science fiction comics. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Good. And this, this is from 1992. So that's how far it goes. I mean, it actually, it covers a lot of different stuff. The, uh, the PC comics and um, weird science, you know, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got? All sorts. Buck Rogers and all that. All the 30s stuff. Yeah, Flash Gordon. Flash Magic. Gordon, yeah. Yeah, and then it goes all the way up through... Um, the, the movie, the, the Star Trek, Star Wars, that's got a chapter for different uh, Black Hole comics, Battlestar Galactica, all that stuff's in here. Guardians of the Galaxy. Star Trek comics. Star Trek's in here, yeah. It's just really nice. And then Twilight Zone, all that kind of thing, you know. So it's just a really, it's a nice bit. It's another one, actually, that they've got in... Dundee Uni Library. So for ages I was looking at it and, it and I kept thinking I should have this book, you know, and it was niggling away at me for ages. And then finally I thought, right, come on, let's go. Let's get it. Strange Adventures. Basil Wolverton, Spacewalk. <laughs> Classic. So that was me, guys. That was me spoiled on my birthday. And it was terrific. Terrific. Yeah. Terrific. 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 I actually um I actually got a bit tired and I thought, screw it. You know, I'm an old man now. It was my birthday last week. So <laughs> I thought I'm gonna go for a nap, you know. I'm gonna have a nap before we do the uh, the podcast. Yeah. So t- so to get a sleep on I just put on one of our podcasts. <laughs> so, so it was actually, and I have it at a level that I can just hear the voices, but I can't make out what anybody's saying or that. So I just fall off to sleep. Because if it's a, if it's a new podcast, I start listening to it and I don't yeah. go to sleep, you know. So it was just us blethering away. So I got like about ten minutes in or something, and it was one where Tom, I don't know if you remember this, in the middle of it, you put like this fire alarm klaxon thing like <laughs> so it was just away and I went oh what the fuck and I thought Tom you bastard 
Spoiler alert is in it. Yeah, that was it. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I thought I had to. I didn't mean I just picked any random one and fret and you know clicked in the middle of it and then went play and I thought right. Fuck. So I had to. I picked it poorly. I chose poorly. <laughs> mm. You chose poorly. Mm-hmm. Um. You remember that? What one was that? The with a spoiler alert in it. Oh, it was about. It was us all doing the small press th- thing uh, at the lakes when you had us all. Oh, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh dear. So that was that. That was today's wee adventure. Apart from that, I've been drawing a comic. You want to see what I've been penciling? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. All right, here we go. I don't know. Can you see that? It's probably not very clear, but. Oh, nice. Just the pencils. You make out any of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Who's he sitting? Who's he sitting speaking to? He's talking to Terry Wogan. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) I'll link that tomorrow. It's for Robin, Barnard of. Star Jaws. Um, I got some stuff through uh, that I was going to point out. I read this the other day. I just got it through the door. I've not. I've not finished it. King Cat number oh, eighty. Yeah. John nice. Porcelino. Um, I signed up to <clears throat> his Patreon, and now I get them through anytime. And I also got a little. Wait a minute. It's in my pocket. King Cat official fan club. <laughs> cool. So I'm happy with that. Um, but yeah, I, I started reading this. Uh, I'd read King Cat before, but it was little issues. They'd made like little mini issues that came with uh, the McSweeney's that Chris Ware edited. The Sweeney. Uh, Mix Mix Sweeney, you fucking dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> um but McSweeney's McSweeney's comic issue that Chris Ware edited and there was like little mini ones that were in it. So I'd read them before and I bought the, the big edition that came out through Drawn and Quarterly recently. Um but this one had a really nice bit about um, it was just like a text piece about his dog that he'd lost and uh, like not went missing as in like died and uh, yeah he just writes a whole thing about how he couldn't how where he got him from and like the fact that he then died and now he can't even like he's like I can't even what does he say there's so much more for me to say but now, still a year later, I can't speak the words. I can't draw him. It hurts too much. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, it just totally killed me. And then two pages later, there's a whole bit about them adopting the new dog. And there's this beautiful panel he's got at the bottom that says, we sat in the play area together and he came over and leaned on our shins. And he's like, I guess this is our new dog. But it's so simple but look at the love in that little dog. Just the lines. Oh, yeah. That's uh, great, 
I was just like, oh my god. And like, I was sitting reading it almost in tears. I was actually like, oh, I can't believe this. <laughs> I'm only like six or something pages into it and I'm already almost bloody greeting. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I got that for, what, £5 on Patreon. Stickers, I get comics and blog updates and songs and everything all the time and then this comes through and about breaks my heart. I'm like, fucking hell. This is ridiculous. <laughs> um. And on eBay, I found this bad boy that you can only pick up. I found it on a total off chance. It was like four. What is it? Three, three fifty. No, sorry, three pound, one pound postage or something like that. Um, and it's I the Majestic Creature Volume Two by Leslie Stein from mm. Fantagraphics. Uh, I've got a couple of things from Leslie Stein are drawn in quarterly stuff, um, but this is like an earlier work. It's all pretty sort of cartoony, big eyes and whatnot, and pretty sort of American sort of cartoon, like Saturday morning cartoon kind of style. Whereas now she does like watercolour stuff and that. Um, but yeah, this was like £4 all in all, but when you go to search it up anywhere else, it's like between 15 and 20 quid. And it came through... And it's damn near perfect. Like, there's not a thing wrong with it. I can't believe it. Was <laughs> it like four pound fucking it, yes? It, it's nice when that happens. Yeah, it? yeah. I was expecting it to come through tatty because the picture was just a stock picture of the the cover, and it was like good condition. Blah blah. blah. I was like, oh, that's fine. I just want to read it. And it was like perfect. <laughs> nice. nice. And. Uh, the last thing I got through, I actually reviewed this recently on the on the lakes. Was Matt Greaves Blatt issue one? I don't know if you Blatt. can you make out that cover. Yep. Yeah. It's very sort of Dan Klaus inspired, I think, with that sort of thing going down the side of the different strips that are in it, and with that sort of guy with a pill on his tongue and whatnot. But it's also got this kind of thing on the back as well. Which is really cool. But uh yeah, all the stories are I mean it's all him, but each story that's in it is a completely different style. Totally different every time. Um but look at the size of the thing, it's bloody huge. Yeah, you know, compared to that um let's see. Compared to that eye of the majestic creature, which is pretty big as well. It's actually just, it's actually just over that. I mean, it's a pretty huge thing. Oh. Big printed thing, and it's like a self-published thing. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I read it, and it's uh, it's hilarious. I love it. It's really, really good. But he's got this thing about like mates on a night out that's quite sort of realistic-ish. A wee bit more realism as opposed to illustrated and then he's got a thing about work which oh my god it's amazing it's like it's I think it's like six four or six pages of just nine panel grids but that's all like cartoony more sort of cartoony style and then he's got one that's so oh yeah I saw he's just, a bum on that he's also I just saw a bum on that 
<laughs> he's also just got a random. He's also got just a random splash of color in amongst all this black and white as well. Um, yeah, and then there's like this big, sort of zany, wacky style for his his last strip, like guys guy with big fists banging on the floor and stuff like that. You know. It just totally changes every time. It's like this guy is just flexing his art muscles and seeing what he can do. You know what I mean? It's really cool. I was really taken with it. But they're all really, really funny. Um, I really, like, really enjoyed it. But this one about work, oh my god. Uh, it's entitled No One Wants To Be Here. It's like, you spent last night dreading it, and here it is. Monday, 6.30am. It's time to get up for work. That's right, another 40 plus hours of doing something you don't want to do. Subtract that from a week's 168 hour total, along with another 56 for sleep, if you're if you're lucky enough to get 8 hours, and you're left with 72. I know what you're thinking, 72 hours, that's tons of time, what are, what are you whining about? But it isn't really. <laughs> Once you factor in commuting, cooking, cleaning, shopping, washing, Putting the kids to bed. The list goes on. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god. Like, this is unbelievable. But it's all done with him illustrating these wee sort of cartoony bits in between. Like, there's a bit with a guy saying, uh, wait a minute, he says, yes, you can book off holidays a few weeks out of the year uh, for the rest of your life. This isn't a good deal. And then there's a guy, like, saying to another guy, cheer up, it might never happen. Like, beeping his big car, and it's just the look of the boy's face, like... Fuck off. <laughs> it's so good. I was just so taken with it. It's really good. It's sort of astute observation stuff and just funny strips in between as well. Really good stuff. Blat, number one. I've got a digital copy as well if you want to if he's wanna look. Yep. What, oh, actually, what I liked about it even more is that it's only three quid. Three pounds. For a big thing like that, I thought that was pretty good. Um, but what was the icing on the cake with it was that it was a Kickstarter and I got a sketch with it. And he said, what do you want as a sketch? And so I said, uh, can you do Daniel Klaus, the happiest cartoonist alive? But he looks miserable as fuck. So that's what I got. <laughs> Daniel Klaus. The happiest cartoonist alive. <laughs> that's really good. That's and he, really good. And he actually, um, if I can find it, he actually coloured it himself because he liked it. He was like, I like that one. Do you mind if I, I colour it? Um, and he just put it on his social media but he did it like that like all yellow yeah. it's so good <laughs> but he's got that right he's got that close writing like down to a T yeah it's very sort of Lorne Llewellyn sort of thing it's good Lawrence Llewellyn Lawrence Lorne Llewellyn what was it again Lloyd Lloyd, Lloyd sorry Lloyd I'm thinking of Lord, Lord, Lorne Llewellyn Bowen I'm getting mixed up with him. Lloyd Lewin. Llewellyn. Llewellyn. Can I speak? <clears throat> blah, 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 blah. Yeah. 
There you go, that's random shite I've picked up. <laughs> good stuff. Good, good random shite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good actually. Anybody else been reading or picking anything up? Or... Uh, yeah, I got... I got East Beauty. Which is all the classic Marvel and DC crossovers in one in one book. They did that oh. in the did that, that has all the the has the Superman Spider Man the the second Superman Spider Man, the Batman Hulk and also the Teen Titans X Men. Mm -hmm. so that's, that was nice. That was really nice. Uh, there's some pages that are actually lovely. Uh, so I can tell the camera. God, how much did you buy that for? That one, I got an offer from the seller, and I got it for under twenty pounds. Really? Postage, yes. Because. Everywhere else as I'm looking at online, it's like 50 quid plus. As usual, Oxfam yeah. are selling it for 100 quid. Yeah. <laughs> Not even joking. 100 pound, no, yeah. bang on. So, so, so I put it through and then he sent me, oh, he sent me like a special offer from the seller. I got the email and it was under 20 pounds, including the postage. And I thought, I need to get this now because if not, I'm not going to get it. Yeah, <laughs> it's something yeah, like, yeah. I always fancy, I've never read this one, and I always fancy it to have it, and and, and I, that was the cheapest way to do it. And I'm quite, ha I'm very happy with the version, because although it's from the 90s, the paper is all stock paper, the color is not any computerized, newer color version, anything like that, you know, it's very much the original in every way. I'm very happy with it, and I've enjoyed that nice. very, very much. Yeah. Very, very much, all of it. So it's even with all the. Can I? <laughs> it's just great when you see. There you are. Ah, they're fighting here. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> oh, Spidey it's Superman. So, yeah. yeah, it's so good. And then the, the next one is the. <laughs> that's the next one. Oh, see, that's the other one. Uh huh. And they have in with the uh, that's John Buscema doing the the art and his and then the Batman Hulk is here as well. That's really good too. With Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. It's just brilliant too. It's just really nice art. So yeah, so I got that, and I was very very happy with it. And it also, I, and the end has the, the Teen Titans X Men, which I, that's the one I had. I opened. Oh yeah. Um, but that's a classic one. This is really good. But yeah, I was interested to the main, the Spider Man, Superman, the Batman Hulk. So, so I was very happy I got that. In eBay, 
That's gonna put the lips now. And then the other thing I got. Take it out the shelf. This is massive. Yes. Uh, Alex Toth. Mm. This is this. This is a Spanish edition hardback. So it's actually larger format than the one we got in English originally. Um. So, but this is. Just Christ, this is just a stitch, you know. Uh, happy landings, it's just brilliant. Um, just all the just trying to get with the camera as, as much as I can. Of the yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's such a big book, it's kind of trying to get there so you can appreciate, but it's just fantastic. All the stuff, yeah. Look at this. Look at this. All the rivets and hmm. just all hmm. the details and how the guy looks like so much Errol Flynn. You know, it's just just amazing. It's just... Uh, certainly Alex thought he was able to observe. He was a great observer and able to just capture the essence of any person, any machinery, any scene and be able to simplify it to the just one stroke and then that's it, you know. That's it, that's the stroke that I need. So it's just it's just amazing. It's just fantastic stuff. Some I've been able to do the black and the white and all the contrast. It's it's a great, great book. So it has all the Bravo for Adventure stories and then there has look at this pop up sort of effect. Oof. Look at that. How it works. Negative. Look at it. It's my in this page. That is just yeah. the actual... This one here, that is ridiculous. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That's amazing stuff. Um, and then at the back, there's some extras. Um... That's the man himself. Hmm. Uh, himself thrown here with well, for adventure and other characters there. Um that's some color illustrations. Um I believe these were for French editions of Bravo for Adventure. And they did a color edition. Uh, all supervised by Alex Toth, actually. He agree. Jesus. Some of them have actually been provided by the family um, of Alex Toth. Allow us to create this. So it's just, just uh, brilliant, brilliant stuff. It's a great album. More color pages, different techniques of color, different style of color. So yeah, you have the two pages there. It's the same page, but just colored differently. Um, so yeah, there's we sketches never use in pencil, you know, little notes, so <laughs> methodical and everything. It's all the details. It's just oh, oh, it's, there's no words. Can look at that? Look at that. 
just gonna play. <laughs> that draw that pencil drawing of that plane i mean look at it it should be rubbish it's like <laughs> it looks like a sausage you know the lines but, put on it but it's like it. landing look at everything and he's and he's that type of plane he's a particular model of plane you know look at the you got, there yeah some rubbish some sketches he's done in a pencil you know oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, that, you know, it's, it's, it's just absolutely amazing stuff, you know, like some, oh, you know, but it's just, oh, anyway, look at that. You just want to punch yeah, him, don't you? And it's just a, just a <laughs> look, it's just a wee sketch, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing, it's just a little tiny thing, and probably this is pretty, well, I don't think it's as big as probably what he was working on, but it's not far because it's a big book, it's a big edition, so it's pretty close to the original paper size. So it's just it's ridiculous. Look at that. Look at that. Uh-huh. Two Jesus. lines, exact model of plane, the detail, everything. It's just uh, makes you sick. It's, <laughs> it's just all the, all the extra. So yeah, um, I was very happy with this. Yeah, of course. Bravo for adventure. Um, so you can get it in the English version as well. Uh, Amazon has it on sale, so and other booksellers probably able to get it for you if you don't have it. I recommend it if you like all stuff. Well, if you like any comics, to be honest, you you need to like this because it's just it's mental. So yeah, bring that. the camera now yeah here we are well my birthday is next month so hopefully for the next one i'll have some additional books to talk about hopefully i'm not so shy of telling people when it is it's the fifth of may the fifth of may just the day after star wars day that's it my day is revenge of the fifth revenge of the sixth You said that with such venom. Revenge of the yeah, Sith. Yeah, you should, you should, you should see. Uh, if you type it up on Google Images, you'll see some people have got very creative about my birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been going on for a few years now. Oh. And what should we, what should we Google for this? Revenge of the Fifth. Revenge of the Fifth. Oh, you even, mean, if, oh. even if you typed in something like Star Wars, May the 5th, probably you'll see stuff that are similar. Right. So not specifically for your birthday, just in general. Nah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Di- dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Oh, dinosaurs. <laughs> Dave. So dinosaurs. Yeah. You, were, you, yeah. were so, so dinosaurs. you were desperate. You were desperate. I know, yeah. This one. Uh, I wanted to play dinosaurs, uh, yeah. He's not a dinosaur. It depends on which incarnation. The original was a dinosaur. No. (laughs) Uh, Even even Zilla, he's been made non-Godzilla. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh Have you watched that? 
Godzilla and Kong, Mike? Uh, not yet. Hmm. Let me know how it is. I, I fucking hate the films. But I'm always interested to find out if people that like them enjoy them. I've seen... So far, I've been able to watch the first two episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's that's as far as I've gone so far on watching stuff on uh, on these uh, telly app thingies. Is it on? Is, is Godzilla and Kong on an app? Um, it was on Sky. Because uh, when I was at my folks' house, they uh, we we saw Godzilla on some sort of Sky Premier thing, but you had to pay quite a bit to get it. All right. Well, is it one of the cin- like pre- yeah? Uh, what's yeah, it called? Cinema. Is it Sky Cinema or? Yes, yeah, it's, it's like Cinema Share or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, something like that. Well, they had a preview, and the preview is basically the first twelve minutes of the film. All right. Okay. Well the, well, well, the one that had the dad from Malcolm in the Middle in it was rubbish. I don't know. I never watched Malcolm in the Middle, so... <laughs> Walter White, Breaking Bad. <laughs> anyway. Well, that'll be the first one. There was a Godzilla joke concerning someone from Breaking Bad, so... All right. What have you All right, got? so we'll talk about dinosaurs. <laughs> okay. Who's that? I think right. be nice. I oh, you do? <laughs> okay. Sorry, no, sorry. Oh, sorry, was... Dave. No. It's Dave's, no, no, to- cool. Dave's topic. Well, I was just going to say uh, why uh, the reason I wanted to do dinosaurs was because it, it occurred to me I don't think we've done dinosaurs. Why the hell have we not di- done dinosaurs? That was really it. I just thought, I can't believe it. No, I don't know. I don't know and how... Especially we... with our resident dinosaur expert, Mike. So I thought, suddenly I just thought, this is imperative. We must discuss dinosaurs before we discuss anything else. You know, you know, fuck Marvel leaving Diamond and going with whatever the all that is, you know. And uh, I'm not caring about that. Dinosaurs comics is what we must discuss, right? Never mind Alan Moore and Jack Kirby and Alice Thorpe and all that. No, never mind all that. No, we need dinosaurs. They all did dinosaur comics exactly. at some point. Yeah. So that was the thinking. And now with that said, shall I start talking about dinosaur comics? Of course. Come on, then, yes. let's do it. The first one that sort of came to mind was uh, the Gil Kane Jurassic Park, right? <laughs> and uh, I know you. I know you've uh, certainly you've got that, Mike. In fact, you probably. I um, I've got the. Uh, the black, uh, the Dark Horse uh, UK Jurassic Park comic when it came out. So I right. don't have it in graphic novel form, but I have it in uh, British comic form. Well, this is the American comic form tops. Gil Kane, though, I mean, they had to get it. Dee dee dee. You've not lived until you've seen Gil Kane drawings of Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, the mistake at the very beginning. Yeah. He's like uh, he's there at the beginning, eh, Jeff? Goldberg. Yeah, but it's not him in the movie. It was a it was a mis mis um, interpretation there, a sort of uh, cross wires in communication, where yeah. instead of putting Bob Peck's character of Robert Muldoon, he put Jeff Goldblum's character of Ian Malcolm, and it was never corrected. They just went ahead with it. 
I thought so, but... <laughs> you know, everybody Gil Kane ever draws is, like, super heroic, eh? <laughs> I mean, look, there's Sam Neill. Right? Sam, Sam Neill. Right? He looks like he could beat up <laughs> Superman. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way Gil Kane draws. Everybody's an absolute romantic oh, hero. I love it's it. It's amazing. He looks, anyway, show, show, show us some Dennis Neardry pictures. He looks great. With his six-pack. Wayne Knight with his six-pack. Wait, is there any 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 panels someone seeing like that from like this sort of way from the chin? Because oh, that's a typical oh, guilty panel in oh, the character yeah. from that Looking way. right up his nose, yeah. Hmm? Yeah, sort of like... Oh, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, everybody's kind of... Everybody's virgin on doing that. They're all slightly. Every angle is slightly below. If you look any real, you are laughing. But if you get Gil Kane from Spider-Man, the Spider-Man is drawn by Gil Kane, and then you'll see there's lots of panels, and it's always kind of the the camera or the the way that you yeah. look at from this sort of angle. Yeah. I'm going to look at that comic in a different light now. <laughs> All else? thanks to you lot. So anyway, we'll love it. Nothing but respect for Gil Kane. You know that. Now here's Steve Bissett and his tyrant. Uh, the life story of the Tyrannosaurus Rex. So oh, you have yeah. number one. I've got number two here. Ooh, one and two. <laughs> <laughs> number two. This was great. I first heard about this when um, an interview in the Comics Journal, and he was saying, "What I'm going to do now is a, a life story of a of a T Rex, from being in the egg to to dying as an old." dinosaur but I think the market changed Diamond changed the rules or something so he couldn't keep publishing it anymore you know does he not still um, do that I think he's very recently he's doing stuff on um, on Kickstarter or something now. ah right I've seen him but say I'm it. not sure I, I don't him... know the details right I mean it was a few months back now but I've seen him speaking to yeah. Noah Van Skyver about it yeah well yeah. this was like 1994 yeah, 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 yeah. Long time ago. Yeah, that was when he was. Uh, I, think he, I think he was like teaching at the same time he was doing that, wasn't he? Uh, I don't know when he started teaching. I don't know if he had to. I mean, he was doing all right for a while because he was yeah. doing swamping and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some great pan up, pan up pages on this, you know. Amazing. That's great stuff. Look at that. Yeah, and you knew it was a passion thing for him. It was passion. He was wanting to do dinosaur. The life story of a dinosaur. I remember him in that journal interview talking about he'd, he'd been sitting having chats with Alan Moore and Alan Moore had given him all these great ideas and everything. Mm. Uh, and that was going to keep him going for years, you know. And then it didn't. Of course, the way comics are. Yeah. But there you go. I like Steve. Listen, I've got a... Yeah, he's good. Yeah. yeah. He comes across as very, got... very nice. I've got uh, our big... Our guy here, 
<laughs> we can argue about whether he is a dinosaur or not. But this is um, what was the official yeah. name of this? You, Dor- you, you Dark call- Horse Classic Godzilla One. Sad Adams. Just going to argue with Godzilla. That's incredible. Look at that. Tell Godzilla he's not a dinosaur. Just going to tell it. I've got the black and white version of that. I can't remember if he's a dinosaur or not. I did watch the first film. Yeah, he's he's a dinosaur in the in the films, and he's a dinosaur in the comics, and he's a dinosaur in the Godzilla compendium over there where they show his skeleton. Nah. So he's a mutated he's a mutated mm. dinosaur sort of thing, is he? Yeah. Great, he's, great he's become radioactive. Nah. Amazing. You're not having it. Nah. He's not a dinosaur. Yes, he's a dinosaur. No. Nah. He's a terrible lizard. <laughs> a terrible lizard, yes. Anyone that claims Godzilla's not a dinosaur is obviously a, a King Kong groupie. No, hey King Kong and all. <laughs> Never really thought King Kong had a chance against Godzilla. I hate to say that because I love King Kong as well. But, you know, Godzilla's like massive, isn't he? And he breathes fire. Breathes fire. And, yeah, King Kong's big as well, but he's not as big as Godzilla. I mean, God, King Kong climbs up the Empire State Building and jumps about and about the top of it. But, like, Godzilla knocks over the, <laughs> the Empire State Building, you know? Yeah. The they, 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 change, they change his size for, yeah, for film. Yeah, they They've been doing that for, for years. They, they, for the first Godzilla film against King Kong, they, they had to increase him by uh, uh, several hundred metres, I think, in height. And they had to give him a, a new power of uh, of rubbing his fur and having static electricity bursts, <laughs> so oh. he could keep Godzilla off at a distance. So he's like a jumper. Yeah. Wow. Wait, wait a minute. What's the other name of the other writer on that Godzilla book? The the one I've got here. Yeah. Well, let's see. Do you know what I just said? It's Art Adams. So it is. But there's another writer, apparently. Randy Stradley, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, it's <laughs> Bloody hell. Is that where we've got to? <laughs> conversations? What, 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 what have you been in your water? Randy Stradley, my God. Oh. See, that's, that's the sort of levels we go down when someone doesn't believe in Godzilla being a dinosaur. That's pure. That's pure show. Oh, good. Here's a dramatic panel to try and get us back on track. He's having his cock blown off. Oh, God, we're not back on track. <laughs> oh, no. Do you know what? I'm really after... Oh, look at that. That's class. That's in here, yeah. Let's that's see. the one, yeah. Have they recolored that? Well, oh, uh, look the same. Got it, same. I got it in this book. Yeah. Got it in this book. Yeah. Adam's uh, Features. That's cool. It has, has that comic. It has all the things as well in it. That's uh, Yeah, it has all the. Has it got creature of black lagoon in there? Yeah, yeah. The movie adaptation of it. It's also a. There's also a Monkey Man and O'Brien short oh, adventure. Yeah. So there's few things, uh, and it's all Art Adams, and it's just that's interesting. Is that a Dark Horse collection? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was years nice. and years ago. 
I found him Forbidden Planet in Glasgow. I didn't know what it was, and I thought, oh, what's this? And uh, yeah, that was a nice one. Sweet. Sweet, man. I'm, all, uh, I'm always wanting... I like Art Adams Godzilla, but I'm always wanting those 70s Herb Trimp ones. Oh. I read some of them when I was a kid, and I'm... Do you know, every so often I look them up on eBay, but they're really expensive. Yeah. They're really cool, though. They're so stupid, those ones. I mean, there's. I remember one story, Godzilla shrinks down to the size of a like human being, and he's walking around on the street, having it, and that's the story. Wow. <laughs> okay, this is a good one. Ray, Ray Bradbury comics. Mm. And this has got the... Uh, this has got... The Sound of Thunder story where they go back in time people from the future go back in time and they've got to not step on the grass and all that, and, you know, because they don't want to change the future uh, the butterfly effect. that's it, and they've got um, and it's got that story twice in here, once drawn by Richard Corbin that's a, oh. that's a great that's a great version here we go, there's Ray there's the man, the Bradbury. Yeah, and there's some amazing artwork in there, as you'd expect from oh. Corbin. Beautiful oh, stuff. Yeah. And then, and the reason I bought this at the time, it's got the same story as done back in the day from uh, Al Williamson in the old DC. So that's got, and it's got that that sort of what you'd expect. You know that EC type. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what made me buy this, but then I got Corbin as well, so that was great. And also good to compare the two different versions of the same story. So that was a good one. Ray Bradbury Comics. When was that? 90, early nineties, maybe. Ninety three. Ninety three. Corbin Williamson, special all dinosaur issue. Mm-hmm. Three exclusive tops cards. Have you still got the cards? No. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> well, there's a story. I I bought this, and then went to the the movies, and then came out, and my mate's car had been broken into, and oh. it stolen my bag, and it had my Al Williamson, it had my copy of this in it, and then years oh. later, I remembered, and I thought, oh, I'll be able to. You know, I'll look that up on eBay. So I bought it again for like peanuts, you know, years later, like a pound or something. So that's the happy tale. <laughs> that's life. That's life in Dundee, folks. That's life anywhere. I wish I could do that with the time my I was about seven years old and I left my brand new Boba Fett toy in a cafe. And when we got back home in Cooper Angus, I suddenly realized I'd left it behind. And if I looked it up on eBay, I don't think I'd get it for a pound. I think I'd get it for slightly more. Where was that money, Feath? No, in Dundee City Centre. It was a cafe cafe that used to be open uh, near the entrance to the Keeler Centre, where the Arctic Bar is. So you went oh, in the corner yeah. and you, you headed towards uh, Arnott's and there was a wee cafe there. I think I know the place you mean. Yeah. I remember I was in there when I was a kid 
and there was a wee boy with a boba fit, and, <laughs> and I was hoping, and then that boy got up and left it. And then I thought, yeah, back, you punk. And then I ran over and got it. <laughs> Everybody's always been so jealous of me that I've got two Boba Fett figures. <laughs> Is it true that you've got none? <laughs> oh, no, I do have some, but not of that make. <laughs> oh, okay. I see, you've the got the original. You showed me uh, you've got some really fancy high end Boba Fett thing. Oh, well, do you want me to go get it? Uh, sure, why not? And I'll move on to the next comic while you're doing it. <laughs> well, well, we've spoken about this before anyway, gone. Oh, yeah. you know, the, yes. the fights yes. of this. This is insane. Oh, yeah. Masashi Tamaka. Tanaka. Love Gone. It's quite a unique thing. I don't, I've not really read anything else. Like, it's unique for me. It's not my usual cup of tea, but I, I do like it a lot. There you go. Mike, Mike uh, missed the Gone talk. <laughs> 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 That's his favourite. I missed it. I'm not even gonna tell him. The way you said that as well. So me now. He's missed it. Oh, what have we got here now? Oh, that was that. What's happening? The Boba Fett and Harrier bag. Well, you just missed my. Oh, you just missed. What's up? Was that a hot uh, toy? Uh, uh, Star Wars Boba Fett. Oh, he's... he's not got his headphone in, has he? I do. Oh, you do? It's so... Uh... Look at that. Is that it's a hot... so good. You actually open it and it comes out and kills you. Oh, is that a hot toy? I'll soon tell you. <laughs> it's been beside the radio. <laughs> RFX. Oh, RFX, right, okay. Yeah, sick. this is... Uh... This is Boba Fett from uh, Return of the Jedi. Before he gets eaten. Yeah. Well, well, strictly speaking, he doesn't get eaten. Or is he, or is he in bits? So he's he has been eaten. Uh, this one, <laughs> this this figure, you build him up. But wow. I've always yeah. kept him inside. Why? Because I'm a big kid. I like him in the box. As as James May would say, it's meant to be played with. Vroom vroom vroom. Ah, but it's not a toy, it's a model. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> it's a toy. I wouldn't listen to James May about anything. No, same. Same, I just I just remember Mike saying it before that he'd bought something and then opened it up and been like, it's oh, yeah, he played with. It was vroom, a vroom, toy, toy train and it's worth a fortune. And he, he bought it and right in front of all the staff that he got it from the auction, he ripped the box open, tore it to shreds, and started playing with it. And they're just looking at him in amazement. You've got to wonder how many of the things when it's like that on the telly are set up, though. You mean, like, that's been that's, that's been another toy. It's not actually been the one that he was bidding on or whatever. Now he's sitting with the one that he bid on in the house. And there's just another one, and he's sitting there going, oh, vroom, vroom. And they're all told, like, right, see when he does this, look shocked. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think I put that in the context of James May's got twenty-eight million pounds. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> and the people, the other people, don't yeah. in the show. Yeah, they're all shiting themselves, looking at the the God knows how much that's just been flushed down the toilet by some wanker with a perm. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. James May used to go drinking in one of the pubs I used to go to in Hammersmith. 
I never saw him there, but allegedly he sat in the corner all the time with one of his mates and just looked miserable. I don't know what the, the truth is in that, but I could certainly imagine it. No, he is a miserable looking get, isn't he? <laughs> anyway. I'm going back in time now to, to the late 70s. This is one of my comics I got as a as a oh. kid that I've still got all drawn <laughs> over. Oh, look at the that. Flash. A lot of coloured in stuff and things. So, <clears throat> this one tells you you could be a winner in the second Superman movie contest. <laughs> What's the date on this? January 1979, okay. So, we've got dinosaurs attacking us with weapons. How did they get that smart? So that's the problem for this comic. What num- oh, there's a purple sky the, as well. The, the number is uh, the mm-hmm. number is two six nine. Flash number two six nine. There's a there's a purple sky as well. There's oh, dinosaurs. Yeah. Dinosaurs. Purple sky. Yeah. Um, there's a hero. Question. He's asking a question. And the hero oh, asks, is he a fallen? Is he a fallen hero in trauma? Well, he's being smashed in the face, isn't he? Hmm. Oh yeah, I'll say yes. I think there's a motorbike behind the mountain here. <laughs> the, the, the volcano, right behind the volcano is a, a smouldering yeah. city. Several of the points from the oh. list. I was saying, I, was, I showed it to Dave. Um, I meant to send it onto the group chat, but I was watching a YouTube video the other day of uh, a... A comic creator was no Van Skyver was going through his old sketchbooks, and he just flipped open this two page, and it was like DC comic, like he drawn drawn like a mock DC comics thing, and he just sort of flicked past it, and I was like, oh, hey, wait a minute, and I went back and paused it, and here it was a dinosaur, there was a gorilla on a motorbike, there was a thing on its knees, there was there was uh, a quest. They could have got Gorilla Grodd on that cover as well. There was a question. There was a purple sky. I was and like Dave said, he's like, oh, he's taking his, he's uh, t- uh, taking a stab at it as well. I was like, that's unbelievable. There are many people that have probably seen that list and been like, right, let's go for it. You know what I mean? Anyway, by cool. the by, who's uh, who's the creator of uh, Two Six Nine? We've got r- written by Carrie Bates. Penciled by Irv Novik. Nice. Look at the look at this battle on the splash here. The kid Flash. He's he's on the dinosaur's neck and he's punching it repeatedly. Domain of the dark-eyed dragoon. Dragons. Domain of the dark-eyed dragons. 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 I mean the the bit on the front. Double the thrills. Double the action. Double the speed. Can you imagine? This is the Flash we're talking about, so it's double the speed now. Flash and Kid Flash journey 70 million years into Earth's past in a book-length thriller, Domain of the Dark-Eyed Dragons. Wow. Do you know, this is this is so old. It's, it's got... I mean, the pages are coming out and everything, you know? But look, it's got... You see this panel at the bottom here? I don't know if you can make that out. Mm. There's like a, a hole in it. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> and this is because when I was a kid, I used to cut out drawings of superheroes <laughs> and play with them like they were figures. <laughs> I had a box full of cut out figures. 
So my, my really oldest comics have got a lot of the characters cut out of them. You know, you'd never replace this beat-up copy of this. You know, yeah. have I got a mint one for 12 quid or something? It wouldn't be the same. I'd rather have this one. Yeah, totally. Do you know what? This is unusual looking through it. It's got, you know, the old box, and it's like, oh, this happened in issue 120, it's saying. But look, instead of it just being a wee thing at the bottom, they've put the cover. Oh. They've drew in the cover of that. Mm. I've never seen that before. See it? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's unusual, eh? Long-time Flash fans will recall the classic adventure, Land of Golden Giants, in issue 120. I mean, issue 120, and this is issue 269. <laughs> so that was like, what, a decade and a half ago or something. That's long-time readers, right enough. So to some extent, they were aiming at readers, long-term readers, even in the late 70s and things. Do you know, I'm trying to find a nice image of a dinosaur, but a lot of them are cut out. Because I've cut this thing to shreds. <laughs> so I'm not really even... Mm, there's there's a thing in the sea. Don't know if you see that. It's kind of in the distance. Ah. <laughs> anyway, this comic's a pile of crap. But if you got it in 1979, <laughs> uh, you loved it to bits, you know. It was like if you're a kid, what could be better? The Flash, dinosaurs, there's an alien. I always loved the thing about the Flash being able to travel through time because he just runs so fast. You know, he runs into the future. I mean, I just thought that was amazing. And the, I, I'm sure I've said that to you before because I always think that with the Flash. Okay, here's here's one more. The cartoon history of the universe, Larry Gonick. From the Big Bang to Alexander the Great. This thing's enormous. It's one of these phone book collections, but but I've quite close to the start. Yeah. Before I, I got one in, I got one in to one of the libraries. Yeah, I've seen one of those before. So we've got um, we've got different eras here. During the Permian, the Permian era. All right, Mike. It's a Permian period. Per Permian period. Mm. See, they didn't tell me. It just says during the Permian. Blah, blah, blah. And then we'll go on to Triassic. And it's quite nice work. Of, I mean, obviously, this guy isn't mainly interested in dinosaurs. He's interested in the entire history of the world that he's going to put in a comic. So, but then he does stop off at dinosaurs. Then what? Oh, okay. Jurassic. Right. Yep. Jurassic. Here we go. Nice. This is this is nice. He's got humour in everything. You know, obviously it's 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 like that going through the topics. But Cretaceous. There's a there's a big sort of double spread. Oh, Good, eh? And a lot of the dinosaurs, you'll see, they've got comedic expressions and things as well. So it's very cartoony. Oh, and then there we go. Uh, 
they're sort of dying off, dying off there. So, yeah, so it's quite nicely done, you know. Larry Gonick. The age of mammals then will go into, and we're off from there. Yeah. So that's good. That's worth a read. Have you ever come across that? Did yep. you remember where you saw it? Yeah, I don't know. I saw I saw one of those books. Not necessarily that one. It's probably one of the later ones in history because that's that's several of them. I saw one of them in the Oxfam bookshop in Perth. Oh. I'm pretty sure they have one of those or two of them. I can't remember. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I'll just finish off with with this. You know, there's other things I could mention that I'll, I'll leave it because I'm sure you guys will. Mm -hmm. But I'll have to throw this in. Oh. Yes. Oh, what happened there? Oh, it's it falling again. Take a bite. Oh, it's not because this thing's too big. This thing. Every time I hold up some enormous thing. The power of the power of Kirby has just decimated the, the camera. And now we're looking at Steve Ditko above you. It's it's just too much. <laughs> The power of Kirby. There's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff I was going to show, but there's too much. So I thought, oh, Gorgo. Gorgo, yeah, this has got Gorgo comics yeah. Steve Ditko reader. That was went Gorgo. for about two and a half years, didn't it? Or three years. I think it was about 20 odd issues it went for. Right, yeah. I know they published them in, um, they used them in British newspapers to sell the, yeah. um, the movie in Britain. So that was a good one as well, yeah. So there you go. I'll stop now. That's it, I'm done. Wow. So there you are. Dinosaurs. <laughs> Dinosaur comics. Oh. What could be better? Shall I shall I go next? Please. Okay. Oh, I better get my I better get my typing fingers on because you're like a fucking machine. No, guns. no, I um I, I restrict myself to the five. Um, well, the thing I'm, just, is, I'm just posing it, for Gil Kane. Uh, yeah. Up, up so your nose. One. Yeah. The, the, the thing is, though, I've I've done a lot of dinosaur comics. I've done a lot of dinosaur comics yeah, in the past, so yeah. so I've been yeah. I've been looking at things that I haven't yeah. talked about in the past. So one of the books I got a while back was this one, Cretaceous. <clears throat> now, you'll remember the Age of Reptiles that I um, that I reviewed a, a few years ago. Well, this is very similar, so it's um, it's lots of uh, illustrations, but no actual text until you get to the end when there's, uh, there's some information about them. Age of Reptiles, I can't remember that one. No, I, 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 uh, I, a couple of times I've done the Age of Reptiles. Uh, once in your kitchen, and once in your. It was either the second time was either in your garage or it was here, <laughs> early in the lockdown. Right. Uh, a four-parter which had Spinosaurus as the main character. Oh yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. 
but Cretaceous here, this is a different author. Here you go. Tad, Tad. Galusha. Mm-hmm. Is it, wait, is, pretty... it, is, it, is it Galusha or Galusha? Galusha. Yeah, that's fine. Cheers, mate. It's got a, a lot of uh, gory pictures, <laughs> a lot of uh, beautiful pictures, Ooh. a lot of nice ideas. Yeah. So um, another one I would I would recommend have a wee, a wee look at. It's uh, not always the happiest of stories, but it's uh, definitely worth having a look at. I have um, I have a couple of comics which show uh, someone that Nando's probably going to be talking about later. So I don't know if I should really talk about these ones because these are not the original Kirby ones. These are sort of more recent ones. Is it just Devil Dinosaur? Yeah. Uh, well, the first one is Spider Man, the Avenging Spider Man, and he's in the Savage Lands, and he meets Devil ah. Dinosaur, and he meets Moon Boy. Yeah, here, here we are, Moon Boy. There was uh, one rather dodgy picture where I thought Moon Boy had his knob out when he was uh, standing on top of Devil Dinosaur, but then I <laughs> I realised it was just a trick. It was uh, not quite in that uh, not quite in that angle. You've always got, the, somebody's got something out a bum or a cock or something. Yeah, the the other one is Scar, who's Hulk's. Uh, I think he's Hulk's unofficial son, known as a or his son, but it also has Kazar in it. <coughs> Kazar was a 1930s Tarzan-like character, and then they they uh, remodernised him in the in that classic era of uh, Marvel in the 60s as a as a, um, a guy living in the Savage Lands, which was an area underneath the Antarctic that still had dinosaurs and pterosaurs. Um, Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy were released in the same year I was back in 1978 and Jack Jack Kirby wanted to do all sorts of things with them but unfortunately unfortunately he couldn't allow Devil Dinosaur to bite Prey so he could could wrestle Prey he could knock it over with his tail he can headbutt but the comic authorities would not allow him to bite so he made he had to make Devil Dinosaur a vegetarian for the earlier ones, okay. uh, which was a bit awkward. And the series itself didn't really didn't really last too long. But if you have a look at the new one, you will spot that Devil Dinosaur is. If I can get a good good pick, here we are. Devil Dinosaur is allowed to bite. Hey. Oh. So I've come a long way. Yep. So next, next book I've got is uh, an anthology I got in Glasgow back in 2014. Predators. Oh yeah. And that is by Accent UK. Oh, that's the anthology. Yeah. They have. They have different categories, so one of them was westerns and another was horror. I picked up the the Predators one. I got the story bookmarked. It's a a story called A Good Day, and the artist is James Mackay. The script is by Steve White, and the lettering, because this one is narrated, is by Benjamin Dixon. And the artwork, I think, is absolutely fantastic. It's set in the Jurassic times, 
and uh, it's set, it is based on uh, the day of uh, a Ceratosaurus, which was a predator back in uh, Jurassic times, which was uh, a rival to the more famous Allosaurus. And when lockdown is over, if you're curious to see what uh, a Ceratosaurus skeleton looks like, there's one in Kelvin Grove in Glasgow. But look at the artwork. It's absolutely brilliant. It's nice. I'm not sure if the reflection of the pages is making it harder to see, but no, you, you get you get you get a really good idea of the, the amount of attention and care which has gone into this. And this is a brilliant book, by the way. It's got all sorts of funny stories in it. But the dinosaur one is a real highlight for me. They're good uh, anthologies then. Yeah. Well next one on the list is one that Tom, you uh you recommended to me when you spotted it in uh, Thought Bubble. Tommy saw us right. <laughs> and uh, I just read this today, this afternoon. Oh, nice. I timed it. I timed it well. It's uh, it's another nice one. It's got a bit of um, Calvin and Hobbes air to it. It's about a dog Well, the dog is a character near the beginning, and yeah, then yeah, there's yeah. another dog that, that appears. But uh, to replace the loss of his dog, this boy finds a Tyrannosaurus in his granddad's farm and he ends up befriending the Tyrannosaurus so it becomes like a dog but uh, the thing is the Tyrannosaurus likes to eat things like cows and uh, <laughs> uh, people are a little bit wary of it it's one of these sort of growing up uh, novels it's uh, got a lot of uh, nice nice humour nice. and as I say look, the art is very sort of um, Calvin and Hobbesy art The, so uh... thank you, thank you very much for for recommending this to me. It's by a man called Doug Tenapple. So I'll, I'll put I'll put the name here. Oh yeah, Tenapple, Tenapple. Well, yeah, Tenapple. Yep. Nice. And I. I have a, I have a couple of things here, and I'll let you guys vote on which one you want me to mention to talk about. Yeah, just mention them all. I have. Oh. Well, interactive element. I've I've already I've I've talked about dinosaurs for hire in a previous previous mm -hmm. one. I talked mm -hmm. about the dreadlands in a previous one. Mm -hmm. I have. I'm afraid I have. When I was upstairs in the attic. Um, I've yet to read The War That Time Forgot, and this is not the original. This is uh, the sequel series. Oh. And I've yet to read, I've yet to read Joe Kubrick's Tor. Again, I don't think this is the first one of the character, but I've not read this yet. I've had these ones for years. Because, see, the thing was, upstairs in my lair, my sky lair, I've got so many comics, they've got dinosaurs in them, but they're not the main characters. So you'll get things like uh, Liberty Meadows or or some of the uh, Batman and, and Spider-Man ones where a dinosaur is like the guest. And so many other comics where they're just like in the background. And uh, this is also another one where they're in the background. This is the X-Men. It's in the Savage Lands. It's one of, one of my favourite X-Men stories, and it focused mostly on Sauron. But strictly speaking, Sauron is not a dinosaur. He's a mutant 
who takes on the form of a pterosaur when he sucks the energy off a mutant. But the... Um, oh, yeah, and he was originally going to be a werewolf, which is why his human form has the name Lycos. Carol <laughs> Lycos. Lycos. Yeah. yeah. But the comic authority would not allow a werewolf or a vampire in the comics, so they changed him into a pterosaur. And he's called Sauron, uh, paying tribute to the villain from uh, Lord of the Rings, which is something that the creators regretted after, because they wanted them afterwards of more of a, his more individual personality. So if you were to type his name on the internet, you wouldn't get Sauron the X-Man unless you typed in X-Man. you probably get images of Sauron from Lord of the Rings. So... They, they, if they had their second chance, they would probably change the name. But now that name is so fixed with the character. And this one I'm holding, the very first 2000 AD I ever bought. And it's the sequel to, yeah, the sequel to um, uh, Flesh, the original Flesh. And uh, the artwork, I'd never seen a comic with artwork like this. <laughs> Absolutely stunning. It's like every page is a painting. And it's gory as well. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. It's got the, the girl who eat, eats other people. She's a cannibal because she's been raised by T-Rexes. There, there is one interesting thing. You'll notice the dinosaur in the cover is... Uh, the dinosaur in the cover is actually called Dinosheras. Uh, it's called Terrible Claw, a Terrible Hand because it had three-meter-long arms with huge claws on it. And for so many decades, that's the only body part we knew of it. <clears throat> so instantly, people compared it to T-Rex, which had really tiny arms, and they came up with outstanding sizes. The funny thing is, we've now found complete skeletons of this animal, and it looked nothing like this. It had long arms, possibly for grappling... Uh, trees to get fruit or for tearing open termite mounds it had the head of a duck with a crest and it had a hump on its back like a camel it had squatty legs and uh, a fairly long tail so um, they didn't quite get this right because it was almost certainly a vegetarian except for the odd termite <laughs> oh. you're going to throw that comic out then Mike not a chance I'm keeping it <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I mean, if you want me to talk about any one of these comics, cool. Yeah. But I should point I out that in depth about Tor by Joe Kubert. The one I've not read. Yeah. <laughs> I could try. <laughs> the uh, the interesting thing is that this comic I've got, which I showed you a wee while ago, it's got a chapter on dinosaurs and comics. So you'll probably be interested because that image you showed is right here. Oh, that's the Corbin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should maybe take pictures of these or scan them and send them to you guys because it's a really interesting article. It's got um, it's got Devil Dinosaur. It's got the Dreadlands. It's, it mentions about how the Dreadlands was uh, quite a revelation because they made... The colours different from sort of the dull colours that were previously on there. Oh, and Devil Dinosaur, by the way, is not a normal T-Rex because his scales were burned when uh, Neanderthals in the Savage Land tried to eat him. <laughs> oh. 
Never thought you'd steer a paleontologist saying that. There's a comic <laughs> called Tyrannosaurus Text, which was an alien planet where a, a dinosaur with a, an appetite for sexy young women um, or to eat them uh, emerged and had to get battled by a space guy. There's a Fantagraphics comic here, uh, Dinosaur Island, to write about. So it mentions Dino Riders. It mentions um, When Dinosaurs Attacks, which was more famous as a, a carved collection. Um, Turok. Turok. Turok is here. Uh, except it's an updated version. Uh, picture from Dinosaurs for Hire, which uh, weren't always aimed at children. Uh, there was Marvel, four-part celebration, uh, Metacops, and the brilliant William Stout picture I, I told you guys about of King Kong. But uh, just, to, just to emphasize a bit about uh, Dinosaurs for Hire being slightly different from uh, other comics. Uh, here we go. Da -da -da. Yeah. Lots of gore and... Um, Lots of humour. See, the caption says, you won't find a shot like this in any Marvel comics, kids. And it's got a hand pointing towards her bottom. And then she says, hey, watch it. That caption tickles. <laughs> the, the laugh is them, not me, by the way. There you go. There's a, there's a, nice, wee, uh, a nice wee caption you don't often see in uh, dinosaur comics. I might get in trouble if I read it. I'm probably in trouble most of the time anyway, she says. Well, that's enough about me. Let's talk about my breast implants. Want to touch them? And you've got the word jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> and this is brilliant. I bought this when I was in America. <laughs> Mike, we're doing dinosaur comics today. <laughs> One revelation. One revelation is that this was a comic where the dinosaurs were the main characters. And you see life from their point of view. The dinosaurs have their likes, their hatreds, things they like to do, all in there. And it's the dinosaurs that are doing the fighting. <clears throat> and the dinosaurs are the technicians. They're the, the freedom fighters. Uh, they're the, the guys that like to have a party every so often. So that's one of the differences between that comic and a lot of other ones. The, the dino is a star, not, the, not anyone else. So that's my bet. Wow. Tom, you want to go? Uh, yeah, sure thing. Uh, first off, I have. <laughs> this is going to be good. I have a comic that I haven't actually read. I just wanted to show off because the cover has a big, massive dinosaur skeleton on it. It's A Matter of Life by Jeffrey Brown. Oh, cool. It's got a huge yeah. thing on it. It's. Him and his son in the Natural History Museum. I still read it. Is it the Chicago Natural History Museum? Hey, oh, it's, now you're fucking. That asking. looks suspiciously like this skeleton of Sue the T Rex. Now you are asking. Give me a sec, because I know where the pages are where they do actually go. Ah, uh, David's got it. Hey, that's a goodie. Yeah, I I started reading it, but I've not I've not I've, I've barely touched it. Like. Um, not enough to to actually even comment on or anything. Do you know I got because I just uh, quickly remembered I've got this 
It's not wow. a comic. Ooh, it's prehistoric animals. Sticker book. Oh, okay. A long time ago. Yeah. So I just thought I'd wave that in front of Mike and say, nice. do you like that, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I do. Do you, do, you have any, do you have the stickers in there? I've got a very few stickers Which, in there. Uh... Oh. <clears throat> I'm just doing this while Tom's looking for whatever it was. No, it's one I've of them. Finished. Ah. Yeah. All right, Tom. I feel I'm stepping all over you now. No. Just, just you to get the one that's called Maestrosaurus. <clears throat> uh, let's see. I never found out anyway. I never found out. It doesn't say. It just says, let's go to the museum and has them going through. So maybe it is, Mike. Maybe it's not. I don't know. That's the... Uh, yeah, doesn't matter. Anyway. Right, so that was on the front cover. Uh, what's that? That's one of the stickers I've got. Orgosaurus. There you go. It's nice. Funny. Stop that one, Tom. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's nice. No, that's nice. Uh, I got this through today, and I know what the story is inside of it because I've read it on his Patreon. Boring by Noah Van Skyver came through today, and one of the stories is. Uh, wait a minute. Where is it? My own Jurassic Park. <laughs> And it's all about him making a Jurassic Park out of paper. So he, he makes these like cardboard shapes of dinosaurs in the woods and then they pretend to be going around playing Jurassic Park and shooting the dinosaurs and stuff. So he's got them. You know, he's put these cardboard things up all taped and everything and then he's going around going, oh, let's get them. But he's imagining it's like that. You know, it's them like shooting them, and he's got a really good page actually of. Uh, it's like him and his pal running away from a big. That's cool. Tyrannosaurus. It's a bit like Muppet Babies cartoon. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, but it's cool. It actually, has him like drawing it. <laughs> he's like drawing them, as a kid. Cutting them out and stuff, but it's cool. He like. Invites people to come round and charges them like twenty five cents to come and see his own Jurassic Park and stuff like that. It's really cool. Uh, but that was on his Patreon. I'd already read that, so I knew that was in it. Uh, but also on that same vein, another Noah Van Skyver one I read, One Dirty Tree, actually has him. Uh, that's the cover to that one. That's his. That's his whole family. I mm. saw his brothers and sisters and his mum at their I think it's out like out on the porch of their, their old house um, but it has a bit in it about how they used to go outside and play play Jurassic Park mm. uh, and they'd like pretend to be the velociraptors and stuff uh, wait a minute, I'll try and get a picture of them I didn't mark it, there we go so like they'd go around pretending to be the velociraptors like all hunched over and then he'd jump on the back of somebody's car and it has him like drawing the dinosaurs <laughs> like Charles drawing <laughs> really cool but it's just it's like there's one bit where he's he's talking about how the uh, there's actually there's the there's the game so like that's them all hunched over and then they're also in like little cars going like bang 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 at the velociraptors uh, but he's talking about how he had to go to um, he, he was raised Mormon so he had to go to the church 
uh, and he says like they weren't allowed to go out on Sunday so he would just sit and watch the kids playing Jurassic Park outside and be like right who's who's the velociraptor now uh-huh. and it's really cool it's just him sitting there he's getting all excited watching them like oh <laughs> um, I cracked out my Calvin and Hobbes collections mm-hmm. uh, I've got a number of them marked Because Bill Watterson did some fucking cracking dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely beautiful <laughs> dinosaurs. Um, but one of my favourites, if it's not, I don't know if it's in this one, it may be in the other one. It's always, it was usually Sunday strips that he saved for doing them as well. He did like the Spaceman Spiff ones and everything on the Sunday as well, so they were all colour. Oh, <laughs> this is just a painting. It's in between actually. Of them in the cardboard box. <laughs> it's lovely. What kind of dinosaurs? What kind of dinosaur is that? It's uh, it will be a relative of Diplodocus and Apatosaurus. Right, okay. Yeah, well, absolutely beautiful. And there's uh, like we sort of pterodactyl-looking things flying between them. Um, wait a minute. It's because the pages are marked out. I'm just making sure not to fold them or rip them or anything. I've just marked them with a sticky note. Where is it? If it's not in this one, it'll be in the in the other volume that I've got. Oh yeah, there it is. So it starts off mm-hmm. obviously big massive dinosaur. And it's literally just going through all the different dinosaurs flying about and everything and then it just <laughs> like big rah, and then it just cuts down to Calvin just going mad <laughs> in his class and all his classmates looking at him like what the hell and he's like <laughs> like really embarrassed face <laughs> he says hee 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 sorry a little sinus congestion <laughs> Just as he's like, just that. Look at that face, though. <laughs> so good. He's up. He calls him. Was it the Cal Calvinosaurus Rex or something like that? Yeah. Um, there's another good one with his mum. He's like biting his mum's ankle. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's usually he's there's the dinosaur ones are really good when he's like hungry as well. Oh yeah, there we go. So it's uh, dinosaurs everywhere flee. Dinosaurs everywhere flee for their lives. Calvin is coming. The late Cretaceous. Wait, was it the late Cretaceous? The last epoch of the mighty dinosaurs. Lizard of the th- th- Thunder Lizard, ah, King of the Thunder Lizards, is the fearsome Calvin the Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> Seven tons of muscle and teeth, he searches for prey. Calvin, for goodness sake, stop stomping around! You're driving me crazy. Chomp! <laughs> How did the fearsome Tyrannosaurus become extinct? Now we know. And honestly, look at that chomp. <laughs> but some of the some of the dinosaurs that he does, like, just incredible. Mm-hmm. So good. 
like just amazing honestly bro. like I, I i open these up and just have a like i have a good laugh at a lot of the the strips that are in it we, we I think we all do but um watson's painting of dinosaurs my god like just incredible um, the Spaceman's Swift stuff, and that's really cool as well. And obviously, you got that. Uh, what's the. Oh, I can't remember the name of the strip with the. The really. Like, him as an, an older guy with his wife and everything. He's like smoking and everything. Oh, like yeah. That. God, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, it's like a soap opera thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, like a, it's like a soap opera, yeah. like noir type thing. And. Um, yeah, just. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. But it's just so cool that he took the Sunday strips to do stuff like that. Like, just big renderings of dinosaurs. But they look great. Looks so good. He clearly had a love for dinosaurs. Clearly. And, and he uh, loves drawing them flying in planes as well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the last one? I had one last one. Uh, oh, yeah. One that's. Uh, okay, one. One that I couldn't find, and I'm I'm kind of gutted. Uh, I looked everywhere for it before we came on, but I couldn't find it. Was I had a book when I was growing up? It's not necessarily a comic. Um, it was my dinosaur storybook, and it was like these the books where you can get the person's name written into it, uh, and it becomes a story all about them. And my folks got it for me when I was young, and it was like my dinosaur or like Tommy's dinosaur adventure or something like that and it was about me Tommy Saurus yeah yeah exactly Tommy Saurus Rex um, but it was like me the, the story was like the, whoever you write it for uh, goes on an adventure with like a pterodactyl and makes friends with all these different um, I don't know I don't know what kind of it tells you the names of the dinosaurs as it's going through but it's all these painterly illustrations throughout it and a lot of the dinosaurs have got like big googly eyes on them and stuff it's really cool um, I was trying so hard to find it but I, could, I couldn't find it anywhere um, but it's like he, he just looks out his window and there's a dinosaur and it's like oh come on the adventure with me it's really cool <laughs> um, I have got it I've still got it but I just don't know where I've, I don't know where I've put it I thought it was on the shelves but it must if it's not there it's, it's probably in the I've got it a small bookcase that's like behind the unit so I'll have to get to that and the last one that's not been mentioned yet is Mike you've got a dinosaur book <laughs> you've got a whole dinosaur comic what's uh, what's 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 the name again because I've my my one my it's, one's uh, in that bookcase that's it's behind the, the real prehistoric. real prehistoric base yeah but there's there um there isn't that many chapters on dinosaurs in there no but there's Prehistoric three, three, three dinosaur chapters. So there's Velociraptor, Triceratops, and Brachiosaurus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, half of it's dinosaur. But there's there are lots of other dinosaurs in there. There's a dinosaur. I had fr- I had such fun doing it as well. Yeah, there's a dinosaur on the front cover as well, isn't there? Yeah, T Rex. Yeah, and uh, I, it's actually very close right now. Uh, here we are. Hey, hey, there it is. That's the one. And the one in the back is Saltipus, who was from Scotland. Hey, uh-huh. there you go. Back when Scotland was a sunnier place. <laughs> there we go. I, mm. I, I have got mine, but like I say, it's in that bookcase that's behind the unit, so I couldn't reach it. 
I went to move the unit and I almost fell. I was like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, the real Velociraptor. And did you not do a? Did you not do a, some form of dinosaur in the that comic small comic, or was that just a prehistoric creature of some sort? There was. A, I put an advert in here. Oh yeah, yeah, so, here, yeah. Here we are. There you go. Yeah. Is it the advert for the real prehistoric beast? What's the what's and, the uh, what's the creatures that are in the Cosmic Jaunts story? Uh, Cosmic Jaunts was back in the Permian period. Ah, okay. So it was prehistoric amphibians and prehistoric creatures called Dimetrodon. Uh, the the time which this happened was actually before there were any dinosaurs. Yeah, there you so it's go. gone back so far. But this animal's mistaken for a dinosaur more than most others, but it's actually closer related to us. Yeah. Hmm. It's one of our evolution stages. One of our close relatives. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, I had a lot of fun doing that. It's always fun drawing dinosaurs. Good. Good. Hmm. Well. Thanks for the publicity, Tom. That's all right. (laughs) I was sitting. I was sitting, going, nobody's mentioned it yet. Nobody's. Nobody said anything yet. I'm. Uh, this is going to sound ridiculous. Well, it won't sound ridiculous to you guys, but I'm actually going to take the sticky labels out of my Calvin and Hobbes books that I marked for the for for the dinosaur, the actual dinosaur pages because I'm sitting looking, going, I don't want sticky marks on my pages. <laughs> not in those magazines, no. no not mm. in the big editions, no. Although, wait a minute, just my, one, one my last... goodness! Now that now that you guys have mentioned this. In this first issue of Dinosaurs for Hire, there's scene, a scene in the paper shop where the main villain <coughs> is looking looking at news articles, and uh, the rather the rather rotund newspaper vendor says, "Hey, you, get away from the magazines. You make the pages all sticky." <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, this uh, demonic character is the guy he was brave enough to talk to. Of course, he, he gets vaporized very quickly. <laughs> you make the pages all sticky. <laughs> Done. That was that was all I had. I was sure I had more. I was sure I had more uh, dinosaur images. There's obviously the dinosaur that hangs about in the back cave, but. The the trophy aspect of the Batcave does absolutely fuck all for me. I've never understood that. Apart from the giant coin, I don't. I've I've never really understood that whole thing. It was one of the earliest stories that involved the dinosaur, animatronic dinosaur. But funny thing is, as time goes by and people learn more about dinosaurs, they give it modern characteristics. Yeah. that people didn't know about back in uh, the late 30s or early 40s. I just... The whole thing of him being sentimental enough to keep stuff in the Batcave of, of, like, pretty brutal events as well just never makes any <laughs> sense to me at all. Do mine quickly. I don't have that many. So. Oh, do you not? One... No, there's about... One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> all right. So... I mentioned that before, the Art Adams creature features, mm-hmm. which includes the Godzilla that they've shown. Uh, it also in well, that's Godzilla, there you are. You, you tell Godzilla it's not a dinosaur. He's, he's a, a dinosaur. 
But also, as as we said, it also includes other stories there. And there's uh, a couple short stories uh, with uh, Monkey Man and O'Brien. <laughs> again, they have some dinosaurs there. Nice. That's a, the only way that Arthur Adams can do it. So it's a quite nice adventure and then traveling time and all that, you know, as you do. <laughs> as you do. <laughs> as you, you know? So yeah, um, so that was just another short one called Trampling Tokyo at the back, <laughs> again by Godzilla, a different take, so look at this massive, <laughs> Oof. that's a lot of detail. So that's all Art Adams, all of it. Yeah, that's a that's a really nice book. Then I got I mentioned Marvel Fanfare. Ah, nice. One. Uh, and the first few issues are actually uh, drawn by Michael Golden, and the script is by Chris Claremont. And it had few characters from the X-Men and also Spider-Man in Savage Land. And they also appears KSR appears there too. So I love Michael Golden. I think his style is just amazing. And there's a there's few sort of prehistorical figures and dinosaurs going on mm. there. It's a nice picture. Yeah. Uh, let me see. One here was even better if I can get the right page. That's a nice one. Uh -huh. That's our, yeah. That's, as the Savage Land always appears in the Marvel Universe, then you have some the old dinosaur, you know. Um Castar appearance, Abu. So that's another that's another one that's paul smith doing the art nice mm -hmm. well some of the adventure is michael golden some of some of it is actually paul smith doing it so two great artists i love that so yeah marvel fanfare uh, the first i think it's the first four issues includes that story it's been published separately as well is the is the <clears throat> savage the Savage Land saga or something like that. It's been published in, in different formats, but that's the original collection. Uh, we mentioned David Dinosaur, <laughs> Jack Kirby. Uh, so we mentioned that they've had the big, massive, superb King Kirby size <laughs> book that knocked everything out. I mean, <laughs> destroyed the room <laughs> destroyed the room so yeah i mean ah. it needs to say so obviously just you know dinosaurs everywhere prehistorical time etc is this the one where devil dinosaur faces godzilla because godzilla <laughs> and devil dinosaur faced off at one point when both were owned by marvel franchise well this one this one is all 
in the past. I can't remember. Because that's all in the past. If I, I mean, fights older dinosaurs, whether one of them was Godzilla or meant to be Godzilla, I don't know. Because there's some of them fighting different dinosaurs. But uh, a part of this one where he appears and traveling in the future, mm. well, present time. Um, mm -hmm. But that, that collection includes Devil Dinosaur 1 to 9. Yeah, I think that's the whole, whole series, isn't it? All series that Kirby did. It could be come. that Devil Dinosaur appeared as a guest on the Godzilla comic. Back it could be. I would imagine so at that time. I would imagine so. But as as Dave said, the Godzilla comics by Marvel are incredibly expensive to try to get. And I don't think they've been republished or reprinted. It's one of those because it was a license. And oh, then... yeah. Maybe that... an internet search might image search mate these kind of things i always say that probably idw is the best one to try to do an artist edition or an special edition or something like that because they've done it before with other materials but it's one of those that is kind of really difficult to see that happening talking about devil dinosaur i have to mention the most recent version i've read yeah <laughs> <laughs> Bunger of the Big Dinosaur, which is for younger audiences. Uh, these are my daughter's uh, books, and they are really good fun. These are really good fun. Uh, by Brando Moncler, Amy Reader, and Natasha Bustos is the artist, the main artist. She did Chernobyl, the graphic novel. Yeah. If you remember, it's the same artist. It's Natasha Busta, so these are really good fun. Uh, so you see the di again, Devil Dinosaur. You'll see as well, Moon Boy appears. There are other characters appearing in the series, and yeah, it's really good fun. It's, it's an only just comic, but it's my daughter absolutely loves it. And she was sitting there, was saying, Dad, Dad, and, and this appears, and, and the Hulk appears, and that appears as well, and Doctor Strange, and oh, you need to read it, and blah, blah, it's really good, and there's a big crossover. And, and she was going, you know, absolutely mental about that. I said, You have to read it, Dad, you have to read it. And I said, So, yeah, I read the first one, and the second one about to start. So, yes. So, yeah, I've, I've had a lot of fun reading this so far. So, that's that. And finally, although not strictly a dinosaur's comic, oh, no. <laughs> we have to mention Axe Cop. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. is a dinosaur. Yeah. And obviously, you know, as you do, if you have a dinosaur, get those useless little arms and put some machine guns instead. Mm -hmm. And sunglasses. There you are. That's that's how you do it. Because that comes from the original story, um, the Ask Askop. If you have to ride a dinosaur, which dinosaur would you ride and why? And it will be called Wexter, and he explains here, and he had machine guns, and that's the original <laughs> street for it, which is absolutely mean. So Askop by Malachi, Nicole, and Ethan and Nicole, uh, this is uh, they are so much fun. These comics, it's just 
Brutal. <laughs> I always have a laugh with this. These are great. Um, and we need to mention, although I don't have any, but we haven't said the Cenozoid Tales, or also known as Cadillac and Dinosaurs. Yeah, I, I talked about them uh, in the yes. past with that big, big compendium. Because uh, it's um, Schultz. Schultz, is it? Chat? Yeah. Yeah, Schultz, yeah. Schultz, yeah. Because I thought that the artwork was brilliant. Mark Schultz. Are, yeah, those, those are fantastic, those pages. Especially the, the ones done by Schultz. I think it's the the first part of the collection. Because as it goes later, there's other artists doing things. Nothing wrong with those artists, but Schultz in particular, I think, with Cenozoid Tales, it's just, at least the, 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 oh, there you are. The stuff I've seen has been amazing. Um, so we should mention so, that. Mark, Mark Schultz and Let's see who the, uh, the other... A couple, couple of the ones that you've mentioned, Mike, uh, yep. are, are video games as well. Yeah, I just noticed that a wee while back, uh, Dreadlands and Dinosaurs for Hire were both, uh, both video games. But yeah, that was me. Uh, the other one was Craig Elliot. Craig Elliot. Mhm. Uh -huh. Also did. Uh, Cadillac. comic work on uh, Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Nice. Yeah, I think it changed name or or the, the kind of the yeah. dinosaur because this was seen as a more of a difficult name to get the hang of. Because it got published in different. Because I know Marvel through the Epic did some of that. But I, I think at that time it was called Cadillac and Dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. Then there was a cartoon animated yeah. series. One one series, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. The whole thing is available on YouTube if you want to get nostalgia. <laughs> Even there was toys, etc. So there was a lot yeah. of things going on. And, and I know there's been several publishers doing stuff, but... Yeah. yeah um, but it, it, to... never, it, it was never sort of overdone. They they just did a little bit. So I think the, the cartoon series was like 13 episodes, I think. And they made a handful of toys, but they didn't... They didn't make um well, actually. <laughs> I'm gonna show off guys. Yeah, and, no worries, uh, Dave. Do you know what? I'll throw in uh, remember the dinosaur comics, Ryan North, the online. Let's see if I can see if I can get some comics. pictures. Ryan twenty years ago. Ryan North. Ryan North dinosaur comics, yeah. It was always like, it was like standard images and then you would change the type on them. They were a the big deal for for a as web comics. Right, I'm going to shoot off. See you later, Dave. I'll see, see you later, David. The Ryan North things that Dave was on about. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute, let's get them up. Because I just spotted them. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember them. So they actually come up as Ryan North dinosaur comics. Oh, right, okay. Uh, they're just like strips. But do you remember? Hang on. Trying to get rid of the stuff at the top, but it's not moving. So, do you remember them? 
No, no. It's, it's just like just box standard, like Dave says, just dinosaur pictures, and then he puts like weird type over the top of it. Yeah, no, I, I've never read that. I never knew. Never seen that one oh, before. You see, yeah, there's loads of them. He just does like loads of box standard dinosaur things, and then puts like weird computer type over the top of it. It's cool. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Um, we should mention before we go, Transformer Dinobots. Oh yeah. That's it. <laughs> Grimlock. Oh yeah, yeah. Grimlock had a special <laughs> Transformers uh, volume. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. A that's showcase. Good. I wish I, I wish I'd hunted that down. Anyway, guys, it's been mm. good to see you. Enjoyable. You. Yeah, you too. So, okay. I'll see, I'll see everyone later at some point. See you later. Uh, WhatsApp, email, whatever, and yeah, we'll get something sorted and. Mm-hmm. Getting late now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yes. Okay, guys. Bye, care. everyone. Bye. To send us any comments or questions, or just to say hello, you can reach us by email at thatcomicsmell at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ThatComicSmell. Share the podcast with your friends and followers. We are on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube and most other places you find podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Our music is by Chart Smasher and this track is Dial Up. You can find Chart Smasher on Twitter at Joan Edam. And you can buy the tracks on Bandcamp. Thank you.